You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast presented by Land Rover. I'm Robbie Musto with my friend Robbie Earl to talk about all things the Premier League. And, and what a weekend it was. A massive weekend. A massive, super special Sunday. The top four teams going up against each other. The first of which, Rob, let's talk about Arsenal found a way to beat Leicester City yeah. 2-1. Controversy, penalties, decisions, mistakes, sendings off. Let's get talking. Yeah. To be honest, mate, you, everything that you said, I agree. But also, it was a brilliant game of football. You know, sometimes on these occasions, they can go a bit flat or the nerves can, can get at, at the two teams. But... You know, it was two teams who both understood the, the enormity of, of the game. Two teams who both, I thought, took it on. I mean, we had a brilliant match where they both were going at each other. And it's a huge day for us. I mean, you can't, I can't say enough, just in, not, not just in terms of the win and the three points, but the belief in that group now, um, in, in the way that they got the job done. And that when we question Arsenal, do they come up with it, you know, would it be a 1-1 draw at home against, you know, 10 men Leicester and they didn't quite do it? I just think there were so many positive factors. That's the huge boost that Arsenal needed after a little poor run of form to get them back on track, mate. Just on the uh, the key incidents, Rob, let's 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 yeah. get into that before we get into the more the performance level. The mm-hmm. penalty, Jamie Vardy, um, mm. I thought, fooled the referee with the contact yeah. with uh, Nacho Monreal. He threw his left leg out to ensure the yeah. contact. He threw himself to the ground. I mean, listen, we've seen them given, but for me, yeah. it was not a penalty kick. What about you? This is where I stand up. Poor penalty kick for me, poor decision, but actually poor defending as well by Monreal. And, and that doesn't make up that, it, that I mm. still think Jeremy Vardy did. Someone said exceptionally well to draw the challenge. Monreal needs to be more patient in that situation, Rob. He doesn't need to go out with that lead foot to go and win the ball. If he jockeys, if he keeps his feet together and he waits for the right moment, he'll run Jimmy Vardy either one side of the pitch or the other. But by stretching in as he did for that foot, then Vardy has done what we've seen forwards do in the past. He's instigated the, the contact. Now, that's the reason why I don't think it's a penalty kick. And I think if the referee has a chance to see as many replays as you and Cal saw of the of it, during the incident and after the incident, I think if he changed his mind, I think if he saw those, the, the sort of leg being thrown by body, he wouldn't have given the penalty kick. But having said all that, Rob, he sees it once in real yeah. time. He sees Monreal put his leg out. He sees the contact between the two. And that's why I kind of 
understand why he may have given the penalty kick as poor a decision as it was. I'll tell you what I thought as well, Rob. I thought Leicester City, uh, up to that point, were doing very, very well. Well, they were good, weren't they? I th- good, yeah, I, I thought Arsenal struggled to find a way through. Mm-hmm. I think they sensibly uh, played with a little bit of respect and, and Hector Bellerin certainly was, was, was watching uh, Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. But it, they, again, they're so hard to play against. And really, you know, with the, the incident there and going 1-0 behind and you go into the second half and Arsenal, I didn't think looked likely didn't look lively no. enough. Theo Walcott comes into the game and well, all of a sudden the moment trust, happened. But we must go. In Arsenal, we trust two substitutions. I mean, brilliant moves. And, and I've talked all the time about the returning players for Arsenal are going to be key in the second round. Wasn't so concerned why they didn't do too much business apart from El Nani in the, in the transfer window. Because I just said, when players come back, Alexis, who in all fairness hasn't quite hit the heights yet and I'm hoping... He'll come maybe later as the season goes on when they'll need him. But I look at one or two of the other, you know, Theo Walcott, who's been in and out of the team, was important today. Theo came on and, and, and looked like a goal player, Bob, and was so pumped up, he gave the whole team a lift. And then, you know, it's going to go down in football, isn't it, with Danny Welbeck. I mean, out, out for 10 months, on the pitch for 12 minutes. He'd missed a chance a little earlier. He said he was cussing himself. And then he just gets on the end of the head. And, and people forget, Rob, with him, he, he's another guy who we talk a lot about Petrichat. Danny Welbeck knows what it takes to go down the, the, the road of titles. He, he's won a couple in his time at Manchester United. And again, how important could he be as, as Giroud's struggle for goals? Although he, he's, his build-up play was good today. Again, he didn't, he didn't score. But how important could it be that you get Danny Welbeck back into the team? you know, and gives you a chance of, 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 um, of getting goals. I feel, I feel you're giving too much credit to Arsenal. No, I, no, because no, I'm waiting for the last. We were, I'm giving lots of credit to, to Arsenal because even with the draw, Robbie Musto, we would be having a very different conversation. You would be saying to me, ah, oh, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, they can't get it done. So that's why I want to give the credit because when the press has been on, when the, the critics have been saying, ah, oh, we'll Not interested. Arsenal now, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Let me go to Leicester City, by the way. The defeat is about the only negative thing that, uh, from it. I, I thought there were some magnificent performances. Again, it's a spirited group. I've got to tell you, Rob, even with 10 men, there wasn't an awful lot between the two teams. And, and I, I've just been reading that Claudio Ranieri's given me his, his, his team seven days off. Don't rest. Go, go and get over it. Don't get away from it. We've got a run in. Another reason why I've got loads of, of, of confidence in, in my Leicester City. Next five games, Norwich, West Brom, Watford, Newcastle, Palace. Could go and win all five if, if they're on form. I, I have no worries with, with Leicester, Rob. I think today, though, we have to praise Arsenal because the days like this, we give Arsenal criticism and stick when they haven't come up with a good. Yeah, but you say all that, and, and, and Leicester City shot themselves in the foot. Two moments of yeah, ill-discipline. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's the pressure of the situation or, or any kind of mindset change. What are you Danny, saying, then? What well, are you saying? Tell me what you are saying. I'm saying that Danny Simpson shouldn't mm-hmm. make a second yellow card offence. He shouldn't pull on the arm of Olivier Giroud to get sent yeah. out of the game, which massively affects Leicester City's ability to, to win or draw this match. I'm saying that oh. Vasilevsky, the substitute that comes in like a raging maniac to try and win a ball that he's never winning with 20 seconds left on the clock that Monreal heads out of play, is a bad error. It's a bad error. Correct. I don't believe... It is a bad you... error. It is a bad well, error. So why are you so positive about Leicester City? Well, these are human beings. They make bad errors. But going down to 10 men, Leicester was still in the game, Rob. Vasilevsky's come out with a, with a huge mistake. 
But do you know what? If this becomes a learning curve for them, they're still top of the table by two points. If this becomes a learning curve for what they, they can achieve, then listen, you've got to get over your mistakes. It's their third loss of the season, Robbie Mustard. You were telling me amongst this run, oh, we'll see when they played the big boys. They played the big boys. They played Arsenal now, who, who may be some people's favourites to go in and win the title. And, and they've, they've been a, a, a hair's breath short, and, and they've been down to 10 men. So lots of positivity for my Leicester, who are now almost guaranteed a, a top four spot. And, and beyond that, who knows? They're still very much in the title race, Robin Leicester. Yeah, we'll get to the title predictions a little later on. I just mm. think my last comment on Leicester City, and, and of course I'm full of admiration of what they've done, but my point all along has been they have to be perfect all the way through. They have to pay, play no, their best team no. or very close to it to get no. the job done. They weren't perfect today because two players just went the other side of the line and put their team in jeopardy. And when you're in this situation, this intensity, when you're trying to win the title, those small more details or wow. mistakes or errors can cost wow. you. They can cost you Our points. Heart. What a horse man you are, Robin Russell. This is Leicester City, you many people. Let, let's just get it in context. Thought we were relegation favourites. They lose by, by a hair's breath to Arsenal. You have two poor decisions. But avoidably. But avoidably. Table and you're still having a proper... No, because it's, it's avoidable. Absolutely amazing. Because it was avoidable. Let's move on. OK. Let's move on. Manchester City 1... Spurs mm-hmm. your, 2. Your favourites up until the last week, I believe, Manchester City will be the team that will come through. So now, defeat to Leicester, defeat to Spurs at home. Mm. It's the team with all the talent. The team mm. that you keep telling me, you know, uh, talk about pressure. Well, Man City didn't have a pressure because they've won in two years in the last four and they know what they're doing. Came up short. First off, he looked two teams who, in contrast to the Arsenal and and, um, and Leicester game, I thought the Cajun and, and not wanting to lose affected them both. It was a bit of a nothing first off. The Manchester City came out a little bit better second half and started to look in, in control of the game. And and I have to say again, another poor, even, even worse penalty decision goes against them. I mean, I, I don't know why Mark Cranberry feels he needs to make that kind of decision. Mm. It, was, it, it, it didn't even look like it. It looked like it was midriff before his arm to me. Um, but that just changed the, 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 the game. Credit City, Inacho comes on and gets him a goal. But Inacho won for Fernando off actually cost him when the late goal comes. Lamella drives through midfield and flips the ball in. And uh, Alexson, who has not always been my favourite because I don't think he gets hold of the game well enough with all that ability. But it was a beautiful finish, well-controlled, lovely little composure. And he flips it home. And, um, you know, but this is a city team, Rob, that you were saying maybe two, three weeks ago are now favourites. All of a sudden, they're very, very much looking on the outside. Yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult to, for them to win it from here. They've lost seven games, and nobody in the 38-game era of the of the Premier League has mm. gone on to win the league. So I think it's very, very difficult. I, I, I was disappointed. Um, just... Not not just in the performance, but just the reaction. They get to 1-1, Rob, in the 75th minute. And Pellegrini, yeah. and he's right, the first goal is often <clears throat> very difficult to to come back against. But you get to 1-1, you're on the front foot, and you still lose the game. Uh, just, yeah. I, think, I think with Man City, Rob, I always expected their best players to come back and get back to the level. Yaya Toure, get back to scoring goals regularly. David Silva to get back to his best. Sergio Aguero. And we're, we're now into mid-February. They've lost seven games, and, I, and I, I was wrong. I don't see them getting back to that type of level. So I think it's going to be very difficult. Love, now let's love, move on. I'm not hearing that you're wrong, but let, let me, <clears> let's see if, if you're going to be right. Because again, you have privately tipped Spurs 
for, for maybe about a month or so now. So the mm. Spurs can win the title. And I heard you on the broadcast today saying you now install them as favourites as things stand. Yep, you, you you going with that all the way, despite the Europa League that they go this week, despite the FA Cup that they go next week. You don't think that's a problem for this Spurs team, as well as like remembering you you talking about it, and we'll maybe talk about all the teams. The pressure at the top for a team like Spurs, who, who now no no longer under the radar, Rob, and now no longer well Spurs, my opinion. Spurs are title contenders, and I'll hold my hands up. I still don't think they'll win it, but Spurs are right in there with a great chance of winning the Barclays Premier League this year. Yeah, and uh, I just think my, my, my rationale for that is that I, I think they are the most complete team in terms of the game, in terms of defensive abilities, in terms of the creativity, in terms of options they've got. They swap the two fullbacks, they swap the wide players. Eric Lamella comes into the game ready to go. He's match sharp. He's played. I think he does a great job of the rotation. I think when they're this close to win the league the first time for so many years, I think the Europa quickly becomes um, second best as well. And well, it's... well, Will, it, do you think he'll do that? that yeah. That's my question, Rob. The Europa League. I almost would like them to go out the Europa League this week and losing the FA Cup next week, and then have one thing to go for. I, I think it's going to be a, a fascinating North London um, challenge for right. the title. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah. just in terms of predictions, Rob, you know, I, I've kind of said that, that I think, in my opinion, that, that Spurs are now the favourites to go on and win it. And the main reason is, of, of, of course, of the ones I've just given there, but I look at the schedules. I look at Arsenal. Arsenal have got yeah. away games at Manchester United, at Spurs at Everton, at Manchester City. I just think, I mean, they've, they've lost five games already. They're equal points. It's in Spurs' hands in so many ways, Robbie. If they go on a, yeah. a run now and win all the games, I think they will do it. What do you think? Who's your title favourite as we well, sit here right now? I think, I think when you look at those games, you have to almost realise that this is a unique year. We, we've just seen Manchester City beaten at home by Leicester City and Spurs. So... All of a sudden, it isn't the, the, the Man City that you go there in the court. You know, how motivated are they going to be in, in, in those games? So, it's, it's a different league this year, Rob. I, I, you know, you can make an argument that if you're playing a bottom team, they're fighting for the lives. You, you, you can make an argument for a mid-team, oh, they've got nothing to play for. They're more relaxed, so they're more dangerous. I think every game is on its merits. I think it's about these teams concentrating on themselves because if, if Arsenal play as well as they can in all those away games, mm. they'll beat all the, all the teams away from home. Yes, because if. Arsenal can play a brand of football that's at yeah. its best that people can't, can't stop. But they have to be, as we've mm. said, perfect, 100% on it. You know, Alexis has to be firing. Ozil has to be producing. Oxford chamberlain or Walcott's pace has to be hurting. Coughlin has to be doing his job. All those things have to come up. So, in that respect, Robin, and I'm not going to lose any faith, I started it on the day one in August, and I'm finishing it at the end of May in Austin. We trust it's there, yeah, Rob. Just, just a quick there line. Year, I get that. I get that, mate. And you're absolutely right in it. Just a quick line on Leicester City. Do you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, Carmartino thinks that Leicester are the favourites to win it from here, and, and and other members of our crew. Do you fear mm. that they'll drop away, or do you think they're going to be right there, right to the end? Away. I, I think they'll they'll end up second to somebody else, and, and my my guess is going to be Arsenal at the moment. It, listen. I can put a big argument up for Spurs, but I just think somehow that Leicester City will find okay. themselves in second spot. Okay. Okay, mate. Let's uh, let's just rewind a little bit. The biggest story from the mm. Saturday games um, was, of course, back to our old uh, our old favourites, <laughs> Manchester United, and and they take a few yeah. steps forward. They take a big jump backwards in this game. Sunderland beat Man United two one. Mm. Um, 
What do you think about Van Gaal? I mean, we seem to have this debate every week. My, yeah. my stance <laughs> is to, to just let him get on with it now. There's a, mm. It's been better in 2016. They've been more attacking. Yeah. The, the front players have scored goals. It's been better. This was hugely disappointing. I just yeah. think let him get on with it. Let him continue to develop the players until the end of the season and take a right look back at it, a proper assessment of how the young players have developed, where the league position is, what the performance level is, what the feel is around the football club or in the dressing room and make a decision at that point. Now, I'm not confident that that decision yeah. is going to be the one, yeah. you know what, we've got to keep this guy. Yeah. I think we yeah. might yeah. get Robbie Earl. I'm just kind of pre predicting a little bit there. I think we're going to get to the same point that he is not going to be the manager next season. But would you yeah. would you switch him earlier than that? I've, I've been thinking about this one because uh, we, we we debated it on the Two Robbies radio show yesterday. We had mm. plenty of tweets in, and mm. there's a great tweet from, from from one of our listeners who said, "Why not make the change?" It was almost asking the the opposite question. Well, what are you gaining by keeping him? And I thought it was a really pertinent point in that. I don't know what you're getting of. You're getting some more inconsistent performances, a couple of decent days, a couple of good days, a couple of not-so-bad days. Well, we know what that's Louis Bernal. He's, he's done it for 18 months. And so, you know, is Europa League football that important to, to Manchester United? I'm not convinced. You know, you say now that that's their main target. You know, some, somebody tweeted it yesterday on the radio show and said, well, if one thing what by changing, you, you show that Manchester United aren't happy. It shows people that, that they're not happy with what they've got. There's motivation for the new for the for a group of players. You might just get a new manager buzz that brings brings things out for the next mm -hmm. hopefully ten or twelve games. And and also this guy can start working on your targets for the summer so that you're in, in good place. Now, whether you go and get Jose Mourinho right now, I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be the summer. I just see a situation where Ryan Giggs may yet again be given the reins for a period of time to see the club through till till the summer. And then we know that the special one is waiting and ready to go. Just before I ask you about the, the chance of getting the top four, I, I, I thought mm. as well about this, Rob. And, 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 of course, it's such a big club and it's such a big story. Yeah. I, I just got this thought, and it's like, you know what? I, I just thought, how difficult is this job at Manchester United as a manager? Number oh. one, it's a huge yeah global, massive football club with the history and the expectation and the standards. Okay, down, yeah. next level. Following Sir Alex Ferguson, the, the game's yeah. best manager at the football clubs and, and in, in, in British history of what he's won. Okay, yeah. now you're into a phase of the football club where you're rebuilding a team. And I get you spend, a, they've spent a lot of money, but they needed a lot of new players. Okay, next yeah. part. There's a lot of trust been shown in young players in terms of the transfer market with Martial and Memphis and generally from the youth team. Okay, the next part of this, the failure to land star signings. Edward would talk to a big fight in the summer about who's going to bring in. That hasn't happened. And injuries to his squad this year. With all that list, Robbie Earl, I, mm. I'm just not having that all of those things are Louis van Gaal's fault. And whoever you bring yeah. in, that is a, a very difficult list of factors that make this job one of the hardest, if not the hardest job to be successful right now in world football. And I tell you what, I'll add to you, because I totally agree this is also comes about a public company with share value, Robbie Mustard. Yeah. And that becomes important, you know, beyond the, what we've seen on the pitch in the dressing room and the relationships and that. This is a public company that, that can, share value can go up and down. And I believe it, it's on a bit of a dip at the moment. So it means that there has to be a very unique individual who takes that job and can take the reins. And so Alex Ferguson has shown us over 20-odd years he has been that guy. 
Jose Mourinho in short spells can also do the same thing. Now, Jose Mourinho might be a, a short two-year injection of something to the football club that raises spirits, that gets things going again, that gets the publicity, that gets the relationships on the pitch. And then it buys you two years to find the right long-term successor who's going to move this club forward. But I, I agree with you, Rob. I think it's a difficult job. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a club... It has to be careful over the next three to five years yeah. that it doesn't get left behind some yeah. of the new teams that are coming out with young players, with good young managers, and with new stadiums and, and revenues that are going to challenge the likes of Manchester United. City lost. So does that give Manchester United, they got any chance of finishing the top four, Robbio, right now? Do you still believe they can do that? No, nah. nah. I'd still rather be in City's camp yeah. thinking of holding on to fourth in United catching on. I just don't see United going on those long runs, Rob, where yeah. they're unbeaten for... Time. Yeah, I get you. I agree with you as well. OK, let's move on to another team in the northwest, Liverpool. Liverpool mm. are back, by the way. Mm. 6-0 at Villa Park. Oh, oh, Aston oh, Villa, oh, forget oh. about it. Oh, actually, oh, actually a little bit. Actually, Robbie Earl, you were a little bit, mm, you know what, with Villa? They got a chance. Yeah. yeah Come on, yeah, that's, that's, that's been quashed, hasn't it? I said they needed one win today. Just put some pressure on the likes of Newcastle, of Norwich. Of Sunderland, who are above them. But let me tell you exactly, and, and you're 100% spot on. Absolute disgrace today for mm. Aston Villa Football Club. Mm. And, and, I, and I feel a lot for Remy God, who was let down initially by his owners in the transfer market, not able to bring anybody in in, in the window when I, we believe that he was promised money. Let down today totally by his group of players. who threw the towel in, Rob. Absolutely yeah, threw the towel in. I cannot believe it. The, the, the team in that position, with that much at stake, with that much to lose, it shows me that this group of players don't care. This group of players are destined for the championship. And I'll tell you what, they'll be mid-table championship at best mm. unless a half of them are caught out and some new blood's brought in. But positive talk on Liverpool. Daniel Sturridge yeah. is back. Coutinho yeah, is back. Sorry. I mean, it's a totally different mm. feel to this team that's got power yeah. and running in midfield. All of a sudden, it's got creativity yeah. and spark and mm. goals up front. How different, just quickly, mate, were Liverpool today? Yeah, but it, the only thing I can say was Aston Villa. So I've got to see yeah. more evidence. But listen, great to see Daniel back. Love the mm. dance. You know I love him. Mm. It's, uh, Christian Benteke felt a bit sorry for couple of shots of him, you know, his old stomping ground where he'd been a storm man. Still got a problem with him. Is he going to be at the football club going forward? But what Jurgen Klopp has shown us on a number of individual occasions, when the, when the team's right and set up right, and regardless of the opposition, because it's been Chelsea, Man City, now like an Aston Villa, can come up with big days and big moments. And that's why I'm confident, given the time and given the resources, he will get this right for, for Liverpool Football Club. But, yeah, a great day yeah. for Liverpool. And listen, you know your day's good when Colo is, is the best story <laughs> on, on the day when they both play. You know it, it's, it's always a good day. Yeah, just just the last, the last little uh, game we want to talk about and just a club mm. we talk about. I mean, great. Chelsea were, were, were excellent. 5-1 winning against Newcastle United. Yeah. But talk to me about Steve McLaren's positivity afterwards. Talk to me about $117 million spent in the last transfer, two transfer windows. Yeah. And they're still massively struggling to stay in this league. Yeah. How I look at it, Rob, is as, as I listened to Claudio Ranieri after the game, and there was a positivity about him. They've lost their third game of the season, disappointed to lose to Arsenal, but it feels a real positivity. He's not too disappointed. He hasn't defended well. He's been down to 10 men. Maybe not happy with the referee on a couple of things, but, he, you know, he's still positive with his group, and he feels they'll still do all right. Steve McLaren's positivity seems false. It seems deluded. It seems like he's trying to fool maybe the public or his players. And let me tell you, absolutely isn't working. 
And he has now got a group of players, Rob, that there is absolutely no excuse to, to not be at least mid-table. He was given backing by his owner, not like that regard, who didn't get a penny in the window. Yeah. He was given back, bringing quality players in the windows that he's done, and he's not producing. Now, if a group that good and not producing, you look at the players, but then you have to look at the man in charge. And I think his job's under serious yep. threat. When you consider the likes of Brendan Rodgers and David Moyes, the calibre of that manager, sitting waiting to come in with a club that they think, I need a club where I can get hold of and I've got a chance to get into the top ten again and rebuilding my, 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 uh, my reputation. Newcastle United is that club for both those kind of guys. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think he's got two to three league games and then they need to make a change to try and get him out of this situation considering everything and the, and the money spent at that football club. Just quickly on Chelsea, they've got PSG in the Champions League mm. over two legs. They've got Manchester yeah. City uh, yeah. on Sunday in the FA Cup. Yeah, are you seeing enough of a turnaround to think that they can get through that very difficult uh, game against the French champions? I'll tell you what, Rob, I was a little surprised that the, the, the team that was picked the weekend against Newcastle in light of its big Champions League. Now, you know, John Terry came off with a bit of an injury. You know, Zuma's out for, for six months now, so he wasn't there. Just wondered whether it was a little bit of a miss by Gus Hiddink to, to maybe just shield one or two of his players. That's their biggest game of, of the season. PFG have put them out of the competition already, so there's history there. Mm. Listen, I, I'm still not convinced that it's total, it's total chess yet. Like Jager Costa's looking back to form, Eddie Hazard's still got a little way to go. If John Terry doesn't play, that worries me defensively against a PFG team who mm. can score goals yeah. in his last and always seems to be up for that one. So... Not as comfortable as I'd like to be, Rob, but maybe just get a feeling these, this is it for these big players and they might be able to raise themselves to, to put in the performance. Yeah, I think Chelsea have got a great chance of beating City in the FA Cup. I don't see them having a chance to beat PSG. They knocked them out last season. Great players that are rested and ready for this. I think they'll go out. But the FA Cup uh, is going to be the competition for them maybe to go further. Just I want to get a quick line on the other results. Everton lost at home against West Brom. Norwich uh, to West Ham to Stoke City beat Bournemouth uh, away from home 3-1. Palace lost at home against Watford. Just, just give me yes. Uh, just let me do the. the I've got two, two little lines for you. Two little lines for you, Robbie Muster. One, one's a question. Everton. You know, I watched that game, and, and West Brom got their goal set pieces. You'd expect defended like crazy, as you'd expect. Everton had thirty-four shots. Maybe you'd expect six on target. Lots of possession. Couldn't break them down. Here's a here's a job swap for you, Robbie Musto. Tony Pulis goes to Everton. Oh, Roberto what? Martinez. Oh, listen, wait, hear me out. Roberto Martinez goes to West Brom. Which of those could do a better job in the opposite camp? Could Roberto Martinez make West Brom a little bit more fluid without losing the defensive play? Or could Tony Pulis make Everton a little bit more defensive with all that attacking play? Because I think Tony Pulis would give you a better balanced team. I don't know. I, I, I know where you're going with it. It's a, it's a, it's on, a silly, it's a silly kind of... Uh, I, got, I think Pulis would make some better. For you. Got one more for you. You can tell I haven't been on the show this weekend. I know I've you're buzzing. You, mate, you're buzzing. Chelsea, Chelsea new manager. I'm throwing a name in for you. And I know you maybe have mentioned him before, yeah. but here's what for you. Ronald Koeman. Sorry, yeah. Southampton fan. Yeah. Is it time for Ronald Koeman, who knows the league, who's been a big player, who's a big personality, who's got a good way about him, can coach, to go into our club like Chelsea and go, OK, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to bring new players in. I'll, I'll, I'll find, get a good scouting network and take Chelsea back up to where they are. Is Ronald Koeman the kind of guy that's sitting under the nose? I think it's a great shout. I like what he's done, but no. 
Not just Ooh. yet. I still believe that there's better options out there and there will be better options in the summer. Antonio Conte, the Italian national team coach, I think is very good tactically and he's a very, very good motivator of people. Diego Simeone as well, Atletico Madrid, I think he would be a good hire as well. Maybe his style, uh, I'm not sure whether that's going to be suiting mm-hmm. to some of the players there, yeah. but I think that one of those two before uh, the appointment of Ronald Koeman. Listen, mate, we've run out of time. Brilliant work, mate. You were buzzing. A lot of good stuff. Your Arsenal might just do it this year, uh, but that's brilliant. Remember, everybody, you can catch the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio on Premier League weekends on the Saturday of those weekends at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. Until then, take care, and we'll see you soon. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.